get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. So it's largely a financial squeeze, and they did get squeezed. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Do you do the door handle, Sean? Uh, what do you mean? With a wipe? Oh, do I? No, no, no. I'm I'm opening most doors with my shoulder these days. That's true. I, I thought the door handle was today's new dance craze. Do you <laughs> do the door handle? They push the door open, I do to pull. Here, will you take this wet wipe and do that door handle over there? Wipe that sucker down. To pull it open. You're right. John and I were talking about the yesterday, how we open the door with our shoulders now, and I wonder if I'll just do that the rest of my life out of habit. Just why not? Kind of like the uh, why why keep shaking hands, why not remove it? Uh, shaking hands. Why would I ever touch a doorknob if it's a door I can push open with my shoulder? Doorknobs are so gross. Live from Studio C. C-O-V-I-D, senor. A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, America's small business people waiting for loans. Waiting for loans. Yeah, well, we didn't get to this story until late in the show yesterday. So, J.P. Morgan, uh, Chase Bank, and Wells Fargo's involved also. A number of banks that were supposed to uh, loan out money to small businesses. That's part of the $2 trillion thing that we taxpayers uh, are putting out there to try to keep everybody going. Um, they were supposed to prioritize it on a first-come, first-serve basis, which a buddy of mine who's got a, a very small business um, uh, said he got in all his paperwork and he hadn't heard anything back yet. Well, and, and now you would know why, because they didn't prioritize it by first-come, first-serve as, as the government told businesses they were going to do. They prioritized it on who had the biggest loans because we make the most fees off of that. Exactly. So if you come in late with your uh, giant car dealership or a string of uh, oil change places or whatever the heck, you're going to move way to the front of the mom and pop dry cleaner or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the only clarification is they get 5% of the small loans and uh, then scaling down to 1% for the really super jumbos. But they're banks. They have calculators. They figure out what's our biggest commission. Sure. Um. Uh, and uh, and so, like, this person that I know that is very small business applied and has heard nothing back clearly got put at the back of the line because And as of I that. recall, he applied, like, the first conceivable First moment, moment. right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, as a lot of your super small businesses would have. I mean, the mom-and-pop places, they'd have been like, holy crap, you know, I'm on this today in my actual, you know, kitchen with my own laptop. We're not a conglomerate here. And uh, the money ran out. Now, they did pass another thing that's uh, going to get uh, you know signed and going this week, but the money ran out. So, so the, some of those smallest places that probably have the least deep pockets to stay afloat got pushed to the back of the list, and then the money ran out. And then we've been arguing over bull S for the last week or so while the money has run out. Jamming the bill full of pork and extraneous stuff and money for government, which can't be explained. It would would make you insane. I would be so mad if I was in that situation. I don't know if I could ever vote again or participate in the process at all. I just feel like it's all just it's all phony. Well, especially when in certain parts of the country, uh, in the wake of this sort of thing, your neighbors respond with, boy, we need to have 
more government programs like this. We need a bigger government. That'll straighten this sort of thing out. And I just think, whoa, hey, hmm, I, uh, where do I even begin with you? What a frustrating story that is. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the, the state of Missouri is going to try to sue China. We'll see how that goes. For yes. Start, starting this whole thing. I like the sound of it. Bring the dragon to its knees, its scaly knees. I ha- have a hard time that uh, to believe that uh, President Xi is going to, um, you know, show up in a courtroom in Missouri and the, get a lecture. A folder under his arm, <laughs> you know. Have the lawyer point to the jury and say, that's what she spread. <laughs> You're still working yeah. on it. Wow. Well, uh, it's mm. getting better. That's the closing what? line to make the argument. <laughs> I see, you gotta, you gotta have like yeah, somewhere the coronavirus got to be in your setup somewhere. So because that's what she spread. I mean, I don't know if you're talking about like uh, butter or <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, here's my final note on this. Uh, the most Im- interesting story that's out today is that there were a couple of cases in California way earlier than anybody thought. A couple of deaths. We know, and that's uh, <laughs> and that's being reported today. So, like a, a full month earlier than they thought anybody was dying of coronavirus, somebody died of coronavirus in Santa Clara County in the Bay Area of uh, San Francisco. And so, the huge implications of that are these two people didn't had not traveled to China or anything like that, which no. means they picked it up from somebody around them. A so, whole bunch of other people that had it. That nobody knew it even it was it was even on the radar at that time. Okay, so even those two people who are way way early, they're the prehistory of this stuff. They're not immigrant zero. They're not Chinese national zero. We still oh, absolutely don't know where that not. began. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, that's well, why it's so so significant. Is that these people had obviously caught it out in the public. It was around. Right. Right. And, oh. and so who knows how many? It's piggybacks on the story yesterday from L.A. County, where it turned out you know there might be four hundred thousand people that mm-hmm. have it. Not seven thousand. How many people have had it in California? You know the whole herd mentality or herd uh, immunity thing. I hate to toot our own horn, but nobody else seems willing to do it. I've been asking people to toot my horn for years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were on this months ago because of the number of uh, fags, friends of Armstrong and Getty, uh, working in hospitals in Northern California, who said, "Guys." We had a weird respiratory thing ripping through in November, December. We didn't even know to test for it, but all of us here at the ER or the pulmonary department or whatever, the respiratory techs, are all saying, hey, this has been here for months, and we were reporting on that. Not that we get everything right, but, yeah, it's it's absolutely self-evident that that is true. The uh, Santa Clara County executive medical doctor from, uh, from that county uh, in the New York Times quoted as, it, the coronavirus was spreading in California much earlier than was previously known. It was probably unrecognized for quite some time. Uh, it's not known yet why it took so long to identify as early February these deaths were caused by corona. That's still not known yet. But A full month earlier. That's a long time in this, in this three-month saga. That's a lot of people yeah. who may or may not have immunity. Again, that question is... Uh looming over us if i had to bet money i'd bet that we had it in our house when my uh, both my kids had the worst fevers they've ever had and my wife was pretty sick it's certainly possible and, and i didn't have anything but that's common R- right right yeah that in fact that's it's e- more easily explained with the covid than the standard flu sure 
Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show today. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I just was noticing, I was writing this down, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Texas, they've been talking about it. But these are the first states looking to reopen. Basically, if you want to know whether your state's going to open or not, can you buy illegal fireworks there? <laughs> is what it comes down to. If That's you can get bottle rockets, yeah, then you'll be one of the first states to reopen. Certainly there's some causality there. You know what, Michael? That is a beautifully Freakonomics observation right there yeah. in, a, in a very real way. It has to do with risk aversion and loving rules as opposed to liberty and that sort of thing. We'll have to play the list of uh, things um, uh, like in the various states. I know there's one state they put right at the top of the list, like tattoo parlors and stuff like that. It's amazing how that how that comes up so often in the discussion, whether or not tattoo parlors are open or closed. Having huh. never had a tattoo, like it's not on my radar as, the, as that significant a business, but maybe oh, it is. first thing I'm going to do as soon as we <laughs> open up again. And good news, bowling alleys are going to be open. Oh, yeah. Bowling alleys were Georgia. on the list. Yeah. Bowling alleys and tattoo parlors in yes. Georgia are open. Yes. So you you bowl that perfect game, you put the date right there on your forearm. Of the right. date you rolled your perfect game. Right, in a big 300 and fancy script. <laughs> and then some weird Chinese symbols that uh, symbolize uh, opportunity or something like that. And a picture of uh, Jeff Lebowski. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I finished watching the, the most recent season of Better Call Saul. Uh, the, the season finale wrapped on oh. Monday. I'm still like, that's one more episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, no, no spoilers here other than to say that uh, in a show full of just amazing A-plus characters. Uh, they once again introduced a new character into this season that won every scene he was in and just a wonderful performance by an actor I'd never heard of before. Mm. And it, it's it's amazing what they pull off on this show and just the it's a master class in storytelling and TV creation and it, it's just so awesome on so many levels. Big fan. And now I gotta wait probably at least a year for the final season to come out. Maybe longer than that because the uh, all this uh, coronavirus stuff has affected production schedules as well, sure. among mm. other things. And there's uh, nobody's getting together to make stuff currently. So how that will delay and affect me personally, this single childless <laughs> man who lives alone in an apartment, this is what it. I'm curious about. You know, I've said this before. The one thing I think we got from all these TV networks opening up the uh, the, the floodgates of talent and everything like that is it's not near as rare as Hollywood tried to portray it at the Oscars, of people who are good at acting or writing or directing. There's tons of people that are great at it. It's like, you know, in music, every town in America has half a dozen brilliant singers and 30 great guitarists. It's just, yeah, which is fine. It's good. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It turns out it's uh, Wednesday, April 22nd, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, we're producing this show, Brave Little Men That We Are. Here we go at Mark. Okay, Dad, you have two options. A, staying quarantined in the house with Mom, or B... B, B, B. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, an old joke. Recrafted for our modern time. (laughs) You want to hear it again? (laughs) That's pretty funny. Okay, Dad. You have two options. A, staying quarantined in the house with mom, or B, B, B. <laughs> Fantastic. Hello. How does mailbag look? <clears throat> oh, it's very nice. Very nice. A little odd, frankly. A little strange. 
A mailbag is strange? Yeah, yes. Yes, it is. It may give you bad dreams. I don't know. Uh, Jill Biden and jo- her husband Joe Biden attempted to watch Tiger King. So we've got uh, that news for you <laughs> also. <laughs> All these things on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And got to declare a lot more things essential. If an ice cream shop is essential. It's essential people are allowed to make a living. Yeah, very, it's very essential. It's one of the most essential things that happens on planet Earth since the beginning of human beings. The ability Humans to... feeding themselves? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. That's essential. Mailbag. Hanson, schedule a super uh, bonus mailbag later on in the show. There are so many good uh, emails and messages and texts that we're getting, uh, whether it's uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, the email address that's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or our text line 415-295-KFTC. Love to share your thoughts with everybody else. Uh, First of all, our freedom-loving quote of the day from Ludwig von Mises, the great economist and thinker, continuing that uh, series this week. If we were to regard the Soviet regime as an experiment, we would have to say that the experiment has clearly demonstrated the superiority of capitalism and the inferiority of socialism. Ah, but a good long time has passed, and I think we've rejiggered socialism, and we're going to get it right this time. We're just going to need a few concentration camps for those who won't go away with the benevolent goodwill of the government. All right. Listen, Jack, you're going you're gonna to scoff at this? You're going to mock me, probably? Do, do not mock me. Scoffing and mocking. You're a mocker. That does Denise sound like from Jack. Flo- that does, that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Denise from Florida with a note, which I'm going to read to you, because she may be the 20th person in the last 48 hours to send the same thought. Guys, Denise from Florida here. Originally, I'm from Massachusetts. That's not the thought. That's not the thought that 20 people sent around. That, uh, very few people are actually from Massachusetts. Anyway. Growing up, we would cut out the Indian maiden on the Lando Lakes box. You could fold up her knees backwards and cut the butter edges on three sides, leave the bottom attached so it opens like a door, and now her knees, if you fold it up properly, are her boobs. My brother taught me this. Oh. Keep, keep in mind, we were kids. Maybe that's why the native nation wants her removed. Uh, yes, the number of people who weighed in on how to make the Lando Lakes Indian girl's knees look like her boobs Teat. was is perhaps as you know high as any topic we've ever taken on. With the, All right, so we know. With the, Stop. Um, the, with the announcement that Lando Lakes was removing the Indian maiden from the butter, I, I'm not sure I'd ever even noticed her existence. wonder how that never came my way. Or maybe it did and I forgot about it. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, yeah. There's something charming, though, and innocent and... And sadly sweet about uh, young lads folding up a butter package so they could just see a little boob. Um, so compared they to could, the modern So they day. could demonstrate the toxic maleness? Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Whatever. Moving along. <clears throat> God, I got, a, I got a good story on that. Stay tuned for that. On butter? No, on... Or ta- uh, oh, toxic masculinity? And, and those who believe that it's a scourge on society. I can't wait to hear it. 
Eddie in San Diego writes uh, on the, uh, well, his topic line is little fathead as Franz Ferdinand. Could this little a-holes, that's a little frank. Eddie. Oh, can yeah, we, can come we, on. Let's a little classier, Eddie. Take, can we class yeah. it up? Class this joint up a little. Can I'm going to say jerk, and I, I should have said that in advance. I'm sorry. I should have, you know, edited. Poltroon. Could this little jerk's, poltroon. Could this little poltroon's death be the match that sets it all off? One hit, a hundred years after. And and during a pandemic again. Sorry, I remember Jack works the World War Three desk. Please forward this to him. So wow, you got your chaos of the pandemic. You got your global economic collapse. You got fathead dying. Maybe the nukes are up for grabs in North Korea. Uh, Iran is getting a little restive, and and the president only an hour ago promised to punch the moles right in the beard. Punch him in the uh, beard. If if any other boats harass our naval ships. He essentially said, look, we don't have a sense of humor right now, all right? None of your garbage. So they've been doing that thing where they uh, they run little boats at our big boats? Uh, yeah, they do that fairly steadily. I'm not sure precisely what set him off. Uh, we can dig into that in a minute or three. But, uh, yeah, the president's saying, do not test me. Speaking of testing, here's a nice suggestion from John. Uh, we were talking about how you couldn't have, like, mass testing in the CVS parking lot because that would freak out the other tenants and the rest mm. of it. He says, look, use these deserted parking lots at airports or malls, or in the case of L.A., through Disneyland. Uh, you could drive your own car down a deserted Disney Main Street, get a swab up your nose, uh, wave to Mickey and a fairy princess, then exit through Tomorrowland. <laughs> Being thoroughly COVID-tested in the happiest place to get a swab up your nose on Earth. That's not a bad plan, actually. The comic book world is in mourning this week because the coronavirus, the San Diego Comic Con, has been canceled officially for the first time in its 50-year history. That's the bad news. The good news is if you still want to pack into a building with a bunch of other people wearing masks, you can just go to any Trader Joe's. <laughs> Canceling Comic Con is a shame because people look forward to it all year, but it was definitely the right call. The only thing that would be worse than getting the coronavirus would be getting it because a guy dressed like Loki sneezed on your nachos. <laughs> All right. So you had mentioned before the break, or somebody had the idea of why don't we use like an empty uh, an, an NBA parking lot or or Disneyland or whatever sure, to yeah. do the testing if the holdup on the testing at Walmart's was, hey, you can't test people in our parking lot. Nobody will come here to shop, which, right. is, a, which is a pretty good argument. You're going to bring 15,000 sick people into the parking lot? No. And somebody's arguing that Walt Disney World would be the ideal spot for the NBA to salvage its season. Is it, Do is tell. It, does this have any serious movement, Sean? I, I believe so. So apparently in, I think it was mid-2019, they opened up kind of this uh, NBA experience at Disney World, which involved, uh, I guess, a couple different arenas where they could play the games or courts with some uh, uh, fans aren't going to be a thing, but at least courts where they could play the games. And there's on-site housing there. There's all the everything you could possibly need. Plenty of rooms, obviously. Is in that sort of self-quarantined area. You can easily just kind of create create a controlled space. Is is the theory? Yeah. Well, you know, Disney and ESPN are together. That's right. That's true. I didn't I did, realize. I didn't that. connect that thought either. So the ESPN mm. Worldwide Sports Complex, along with Disney, which is so together, there are forty nine hundred hotel rooms, several resort resorts. 
basketball courts, as you mentioned. Yeah. I approve of this plan, but only if they use Goofy as the referee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he fouled them or not. Oh, jeez. Flopping around in his big shoes. (laughs) Let me hit you with this headline, and then I'll pay it off in a moment, but I just really like the headline. Headline. You know who de Blasio is. What, What do you call de Blasio? Uh, the gigantic communist mayor of New York City. The world's biggest communist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In terms of size. Yeah, not, yeah. He's not the most communist. He's not more, he's, the most, he's the world's most gigantic communist. He's yeah. not more socialist than, 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 than some other people. Well, no, he is to the bone, but many are uh, as well. Right. But he's many six eight, are. so he's the right. world's biggest communist. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, de Bla- he's the mayor of New York also. De Blasio's social distancing tip line flooded with penis photos and Hitler memes. That sounds about right. I would like to salute New Yorkers. Well done, my friends. Well, yeah, yeah, he has this narc line. Well, more on actually. that in just a second. Yeah. I'm okay. going to pay that right. off in a second because that's a good tease right there. Yeah. The, the details of that on the way. So, what Come you... for the, uh, the D-pick, stay for Hitler. Oh, boy. Uh, I consider that a victory. <laughs> <laughs> well played. What do, you, what do you think of this plan? I, I, uh, I think... A lot of people are in this situation. We keep uh, joking about the COVID-15. That's the 15 pounds people are gaining during the COVID-19. Yes. Um, uh, I've decided to just like give myself a window, a fairly generous window of where I'm allowing myself to be in weight and not worry about it. There, there's no, it would, it's logical, isn't it? That there's no, there's no, there's no reason during this period of one's life to focus on trying to lose weight. Well, it's difficult. Uh, well, I, I I will merely speak for myself, and I'm down a, a couple of pounds finally, um, and I need to keep going just because if I get any fatter than I am, my blood glucose goes up, and my doctor says you are on the highway to diabetes, son. Well, that's why um, so your, your window, yeah. the window for anybody's got to be oh. in a healthy range, obviously. Okay, so I my window's already way too wide open. I need to close that son of a gun. But the idea of getting you know to the lower end of the window or even below to where you're looking good to take your shirt off this summer that this, is just, this is just not the time for that is it I, I think we can all agree on that yes sean i wouldn't obsess over it but there is immunity health is in part based on your actual health as well and having a strong immune system during a pandemic seems like a good idea to me don't push back against my donut eating ideas here <laughs> i'm who saying eat you? some donuts just don't go well, haywire with it yeah, joe says who asked you <laughs> oh that's right i did <laughs> Okay, I just I was just feeling like you know I, I remember when I got sick and the doctor said the doctor said now is no time for a diet and I thought okay yeah all right I, <laughs> I think do. there's yeah I, I can see your point and some wisdom in that and just doing what you can to do the do do what you can yeah, but don't, don't obsess over it I don't it. want to end up grafted to my couch or anything no. but um I did go through the KFC drive through and get the I've never bought a bucket of chicken at KFC. That's the first time I've ever done. I got the full bucket of chicken. They got buckets full of chicken. <laughs> Food shouldn't come in a bucket. Not really. No. <laughs> oh, this I, uh, this bag is not big enough. Do you have a bucket? Can you fill a bucket with chicken? Uh, uh, have the buckets got any better at maintaining the grease penetrating the bucket? Uh, they're pretty good at it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. whatever they're using on the bucket, which probably, you know, I shouldn't say this, but might give you a disease itself. I don't know. Oh, Whatever, hey, whatever now, chemicals now. are on the bucket to keep the grease from dripping out. <laughs> oh, no, um, no. I willingly went through, and it was delicious. Uh, I've noticed this at a bunch of stores. The whole gloves thing. 
So I think people feel more comfortable when they see the checkout people at the grocery store or the people at the fast food window or whatever wearing gloves. But right. that only helps them, right? That doesn't help me at all. That doesn't do no. anything for me. No, in fact, I don't. I don't know anything about the uh, you know the life of viruses on various surfaces. But since those gloves are touching item sure. after item after item after item, which in turn have been touched by person after person, uh, I would think that those gloves are just a seething oh, yeah. stew of Corona. Unless you're changing gloves between every customer or washing your gloved hands. You're right. not doing me any favors by wearing those gloves, and I, I feel like they're doing it to make customers feel better. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's a farce. When I was at the grocery store the other day, I think I mentioned this, that I, I said, is it all right if I scan them? I reached across and scanned the things myself. I thought, why should I hand you these two things? Yeah. And have you touch them and set them on the belt? I'm just going to reach over and scan it, not touching anything, put them back under my arm. But I was at Burger King yesterday. Maybe my weight problem is all the fast food places I go through. I'm at Burger no, King yesterday. No, need to focus on that right now. That's an idiotic theory. I watch the car in front of me. I see the gloved hand come out of the window of the, the nice person who works there. And, they, you know, it's not their fault. They're doing their best or whatever. But anyway, she takes the credit card, pulls it back in, sticks it back out, hands it to the person. Then I pull up, same gloved hand comes out and grabs my credit card. So now I've got whatever goo was on the person in front and probably the 50 cars before me. Right. Every credit card that's been touched by whatever soiled human being. Yeah, that's disgusting. It's funny how we just see something. It looks like a precaution and we think, hmm... Yeah, excellent, yes. But we don't think it through. I mean, if the idea is they might be an asymptomatic carrier and you're being protected from the checkout clerk, well, okay, that would be fine, but that just doesn't make any sense because their hands are much more covered with other people's mung than their own. Every store, every drive through everybody's got to get to the hole. They kind of hold up the credit card thing to you. You stick your card in. You don't touch anything but your own card. You pull it out. That's the way a lot of businesses are doing it. But the whole you yeah. take your my card with your hand, ew, what are you trying to do, kill me? Well, you get your Apple Pay, uh, which some places use and some people have on their phone. And you got your tap credit card, mm-hmm. which I have, but a, a pretty small number of places are equipped for it. So that would help. Yeah, I don't know if I... Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and, and so I've been going through the, the pet store. And businesses, I know you're trying to stay afloat. I'm actually trying to help you here. I think I think if you make it so people have more of a feeling they're not going to get the disease from you, the more likely they will be to come back. And so a business I'd been using where you didn't have to touch anything in the store, you stick your card in, pull it out, the only thing you've touched is your own card, now has the would you like to donate a dollar to you know underprivileged kids or whatever question at the beginning, and said, oh, i got to touch your damned pad. Mm. With the pen, or click it with my finger, or whatever. You're gonna, you're gonna hurt business with that. I, I, I think it'd be a smart thing for whatever business you are to try to streamline that as much as possible and make people feel like, okay, I can come back here and I'm not putting anybody at risk. Yeah, yeah. For, for spending now. money. Yep. Okay. Briefly on De, De Blasio's penis pics and Hitler memes. So he is the world's biggest. Are there any uh, crossovers? Just out of curiosity. If my understanding of the internet is accurate, I bet you there are. <laughs> yeah, I did. Hitler, well, Hitler's, you know. Dangling there above his one testicle? Is that what you're uh, picturing? <laughs> wow. If the uh, story is that true. that picture. Well, it's, it's a historical fact, maybe. <laughs> um, so Mayor de Blasio urged New Yorkers the other day to snitch on their fellows. If you see someone failing to practice social distancing, rat them out, Mayor Bill de Blasio urged Saturday as part of a new city effort to corral the coronavirus. 
quote, we still know there's some people who need to get the message. And that means sometimes making sure the enforcement is uh, is there to educate people and make clear we've got to do the social distancing. To educate. Yeah, to educate by snitching. Yes. So, so snap a photo of an offending person or crowd. If you see somebody in the park or standing five feet away from someone else, snatch a photo and send it to this text line. And we'll send over one of our re-education squads. Oh, nice. Which is just a, an odd thing to me for the mayor of the biggest city in the country to, to say. Well, that fits in pretty well with his philosophy. Yeah. If you will not cooperate with the government programs, we will seek you out. We will punish you. Well, their new tip line has been flooded, as I mentioned, with uh, penis pics. Oh. D pics, as some people call them. Hitler memes and people flipping the bird. Oh, come yes. on, Internet. <laughs> yes, America. Be better than that, Internet. Grow Fight up. the power. Be exactly that good, Yeah, Internet. Yeah, grow up, Internet. <laughs> yeah. Hold your breath. Wait. <laughs> if they didn't anticipate that, they need to get out of the business. I just, I love the spirit of it. I don't, I don't like when somebody, you know, levels a blast at a six year old tap dancing on no, YouTube. Okay. No. But there are times when the full snark of the internet is, is beautifully wielded. And this is one of them. This is chaotic good. If you're oh, yeah, familiar yeah. with the spectrum of like various uh, characters and shows and stuff, you know, chaotic evil is one. This is on the chaotic good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's see photos of extended middle fingers. The mayor dropping the Staten Island groundhog. Um, <laughs> Uh, to those turning your neighbors and local businesses in, you did the Reich thing. Oh, with, good one. Uh, with Hitler there. There you go. Now I get the Not Hitler tie-in. Fantastic. Need yes. more of that. The, the, <laughs> wow. Wow, a bowl of gummy candies in the shape of male genitalia. Oh, and a no. sign that says, eat a bag. Well, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what it says. It's, it was rude. The point is, they disapprove of the policy. Ah, <laughs> oh, there he is with the Hitler mustache. That's nice. That's we're beautiful. we're not a, a culture in a country that does the whole t- telling on your neighbors thing. And the fact that there are leaders in various cities and states encouraging us to become that, I find incredibly troubling. Because that's a culture. That's a culture they have in Russia and a lot of countries around the world. The culture is you turn in your neighbor to be on the good side of the government. And we don't have that. Let's not try to get it going, mayors, no. governors. No. That's I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. And we're not talking about, like, reporting a crime, which, as, you know, Thomas Jefferson uh, defined it, really, is to uh, to break my arm or take my purse. I mean, not like a thought crime or a crime against the regime of, you know, the socialist overlords. But Thomas Jefferson you know, had a purse? It's okay. Hey, he was Don't a complicated guy. Don't get caught up. Complicated man. Uh, anyway, it's it's a question of reporting your neighbors to the uh, the authorities because they're not cooperating with the plan. I mean, listen. I realize there may be a little overlap if you believe the uh, Chinese bat flu is is here to kill us all. Um, but still, no, we don't want to get that culture started. Where because the flip side of that is you must beg the government for your survival. And for your, uh, you know, your, your thriving. Oh, and it leads to corruption in all kinds of different ways also. Oh, yeah, of course. When, when your only avenue for good or to avoid evil is to beg the government, yes, welcome to the Soviet Union. 
Uh, we got a lot more on the way, including uh, this article in the New York Times. This is this is this is a big breaking story today. Th- almost three full weeks, dang near a month earlier than we thought in the United States, people were dying of the coronavirus, which means it was around and in the community longer than we thought in different places, which is pretty huge news. And I don't know what that means. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We uh, just found out that we do carry the antibodies. We have not only been approached, we have said, do you want our blood? Can we give plasma? And in fact, we will be giving it now to the places that hope to work on what I would like to call the Hank scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you could get Thomas, or you could get uh, Forrest Gump's plasma if you get lucky. Wow. Tom, Tom Hanks. running real fast. Tom Hanks is out there. I'd be honored. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. But does it give you immunity? They got to nail that down, man. Yep. That's scary. So uh, some exciting Joe Biden veepstakes news coming up. Stay with us. Oh, really? I haven't heard this. I've heard a lot of names thrown around. Yeah, well, all right. Don't get your hopes up too high. <laughs> President Trump said today he's instructed the United States Navy to shoot down and destroy any Iranian gunboats harassing American ships in the wake of a tense encounter in the Persian Gulf. Uh, The encounter happened last week. Six U.S. Navy warships were conducting drills with U.S. Army Apache attack helicopters in international waters off Iran uh, when they were repeatedly harassed by 11 Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Navy vessels, according to the Fifth Fleet. The uh, Iranian ships repeatedly crossed in front of and behind the U.S. vessels at extremely close range and high speeds, including multiple crossings of one ship. The puller uh, came within 10 yards of the Maui. Uh, the bow also involved uh, the USS Paul Hamilton, the Fireball, the like Sirocco, a and, or a sex move. And the Wrangle. What's that? The Maui. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, it does somewhat, but let's not get distracted here. Uh, six U.S. Navy vessels, blah, blah, blah. The U.S. crews responded by issuing multiple warnings via radio, including five short blasts from the ship's horns and long-range acoustic noisemaker devices, but received no response. That's because they knew exactly what they were doing and knew that we were getting pissed off. But again, um, the president has said, we will blow you out of the water and or sky if you do this again. Iran's been a little snaky lately, and nobody's reporting on it because everybody's obsessed with the covid um, they, uh, Iran, where is that? I have this somewhere. They boarded, they stormed a Hong Kong flag tanker in the Strait of Hormuz before quickly leaving when they learned the vessel was from China. Oh, there you go. Mm. How do you constrain a bully? Come on. They realized, oh my God, this is China. They don't play around. Let's go harass the U.S. ships some more because they, they have patience. Right. Yeah. They, they have to care. Yeah, the U.S. cares about, you know, humanitarian concerns and proportional reactions and that sort of thing in a way China doesn't. But anyway, the president says, uh, you know, game playing time is over. Joe Biden, have you heard of him? He was a senator for about 50 years. He's uh, running for president, allegedly. That's what I hear. Well, Jack, an important announcement on May 1st. 
May 1st, everybody, mark your calendar. Joe Biden is going to name the panel of advisors who is going to help him name a running uh, mate. Oh, so boy. Is, that, he is, is, that is not an exciting announcement. I, I must have missed the announcement of forming the committee to choose the names on the panel that would choose the name of the vice president. So in a week and a half, you'll name the people, most of us who haven't heard of them, I'm guessing, that will be on the panel to choose the possible vice president. So those people will choose while he just, what, eats pudding in the corner? What? I believe he'll play a role, Positive Sean, but so I know, uh, he will have a committee advising him. I know one of the headlines yesterday was when he was asked, would you consider Michelle Obama? And he said, absolutely, yes. So that was headlines for uh, political news. The fact that he's considering Michelle Obama. <laughs> he was asked if he would... <laughs> What what were his other options on that question? Absolutely not. Hell no. <laughs> Are you kidding? She'd be the least qualified person ever put in that position. Well, then, no, he's not going to say any of those things. Of course he's going to say yes. Right, exactly. He, he Whoever it is going to have ovaries, though. He's made that clear. Yeah. He, so he, he has imposed a sex-specific uh, quota on the vice presidency. Um, he, uh, bah, bah, oh, I saw an argument the other day from some politico uh, that uh, Amy Klobuchar would be a great safe choice. I wonder if a Biden Klobuchar ticket would just be so like calm and and fuddy duddy that you'd get first you're going to get all the all the Hitler voters, and then you just need you know a small chunk of other people think, geez, that just looks so normal and calm. I wonder. I just wonder. Right. Yeah, it would have appeal on that level. Absolutely, it would be a little, you know, lackluster maybe. But you know every every reaction. I'm sorry. Every election is a reaction to the times that uh, immediately precede it. So yeah, lackluster might be effective. We'll have to see. Think that have but any again. heat, Sean? You follow that side of the world? I could see that. I'm I'm interested by the so boring it's appealing aspect. 